Hello, hello everybody and welcome. I'm your host, Ariane the Alchemist. I'm a tarot reader, an astrologer, and a psychosynthesis life coach. And you are currently listening to the 104th episode of the Neptunian Serenity Podcast, the podcast where I help you be more of yourself and navigate through the trials and tribulations of life. In today's episode, we're going to be doing a tarot reading as usual for the collective in honor of Scorpio season. And the theme of today's reading will be darkness. So welcome everyone i hope you well i hope you are well i hope you've been well um so today's episode is another scorpio season um special because it's currently scorpio season when i'm recording if you don't know i like to choose my themes of my episodes in uh with themes that have to do with the current zodiac season that we're in because i just find that when the sun is in a certain sign um, it's just, I mean, this this is not just like something that I find, this is just astrologically speaking. It is such a great time when a certain transit is happening for us to dive a little bit deeper on the themes of the archetype of that sign and question um, how, what is our relationship with those topics and how can we grow more as individuals and be more of ourselves because that is the point of the work that I do on the podcast and also elsewhere in my one-on-one sessions. So the theme that I've chosen today, also you don't need to be a Scorpio to listen to this or because this is for the collective, so trust that if it has found you, there's a message for you in here and you don't need to be listening to this during Scorpio season at all. It's always going to carry a little bit of that Scorpio energy this episode because I'm recording it during Scorpio season. The Scorpio archetype is part of the intentional experience and energy of the reading um so that's going to carry through regardless um of whether there's planets in scorpio when you're listening but um yeah this message it, it's very much in divine timing as well so as i said earlier trust that if it has found you there's a message for you in here and also trust that it has found you at the right moment for you the moment where you're meant to hear this and you are ready to hear this message okay so that's usually how it goes for my listeners and in general with tarot readings so why have i chosen the topic of darkness and what does that really mean what are we really, really going to get into with the reading well scorpio as a sign is about everything that we don't see it's about the subconscious mind so scorpio is the eighth sign of the zodiac so when we get to it we've already traveled through seven different steps or stages or archetypes of the human experience and when we get to Scorpio, we realize there is more to life in ourselves and other people than what our two eyes, physical eyes, can see or what our first impression is telling us or what other people are telling us, which is why Scorpio is a very investi investigative sign, a very inquisitive sign that wants to know the truth, wants to really understand what's the underlying um, energy, what's behind what we cannot see. Or what? What's behind what we can't say? You know what I'm trying to say, right? Essentially, <laughs> this is a sign that understands that there's always some hidden motivations and wants to discover what those really are. So, which is why we associate things like, the, as I said, the subconscious mind and shadow work to Scorpio. And we're probably going to be doing a little bit of that today. But darkness, essentially, we're going to be asking questions like, what can this darkness teach you? What do you need to learn about this darkness? So darkness can be kind of literal maybe you feel like right now you're at a point in your life where you feel like there's a lot of darkness around you and that feels very uncomfortable or you're just wondering why and even if that's not the case maybe this has found you because you know we always have light and light and darkness within us at all times and what can you learn from your darkness how can you balance these two things 
and literally anything else that the universe wants to tell you about this topic. I don't know what's going to be because I never record these intros after the reading. <laughs> okay, so that's what we're going to be doing today. That's the vibe. If that's something that sounds interesting and intriguing to you, then keep listening because we're going to get into it right away, right now. so let's get right into it shall we i actually want to start by asking the cards how is darkness showing up in your life right now because i realize that there could be different scenarios for different people and i feel like asking this question first is going to get us will get me a good basis for <laughs> the message that wants to come through and the bigger picture to understand why this message wants to come through for you and it should also help you um, figure out whether this reading is going to resonate for you, right? Because it should be things that you already know. Okay, so I'm pulling some cards with that intention right now. How is darkness showing up in your life right now? <laughs> There's a card that I put back in the deck and it jumped out again right afterwards. <laughs> It'd be like that sometimes, right? So how is darkness currently showing up in your life? Let's get one more, maybe one more card. I'm using the prison tarot to ask this question. How is darkness showing up in your life right now? There you go. Okay, I got a few cards here. Bottom of the deck, we have the Fool. Interesting. And the cards that actually came out, we have Temperance, Three of Cups. Oh, interesting. At, at first, I thought it was the two at first glance when it first fell on the, on the table. I didn't see the third cup. Okay, so Temperance, Three of Cups, the... Oh, what the hell is this? <laughs> There's... <laughs> The names of the cards are not written on the cards in this deck, and the court cards specifically are really hard to figure out. I um I think it's the page, but actually, let it's something pentacles. Let me look in the booklet to make sure I get it right. Yes. Oh well, they're called princesses in this um in this deck. Okay, princess of pentacles. Thank you. Um, the of course I put the booklet back and the next one is a chord card again I'm pretty sure this is the knight yes the knight of wands the princess of swords in reverse the nine of pentacles the moon and judgment okay I was going to say you have quite a lot of major arcana but not not that much but I guess I kind of noticed them more than the others um and interestingly enough as I said earlier I thought the Three of Cups was the Two of Cups at first, and I also thought at first glance that the Nine of Pentacles, which I just mentioned, was the Ten of Pentacles. So there's something here about like, and if you know the tarot, and if you don't, I'm gonna explain it to you, but on the Two of Cups card, there's usually two different people on the card, and it usually represents a, a, a relationship, often romantic. Even if it's not romantic, it's a relationship, but there's a lot of love and abundance and a deep, and like, a emotionally intimate connection. And um, it's kind of known as, like, a soulmate card. And the Ten of Pentacles also has 
um usually i mean multiple people but it also has like two adults and then often like a, a, a child or other people because it represents um the material abundance and, and wealth of uh, material wealth but also emotional abundance and creating a, a legacy of wealth and essentially having it all and so it kind of represents different people but it's often kind of like understood to be like a couple with like a child or other people so it represents different generations sometimes there's an older person as well to represent the different generations within family creating something stable for your family so essentially i just thought two cards that are not the three of cups and the nine of pentacles are not are not meant to be representing couples and romantic things i thought they were romantic cards so there's something here about maybe you thought maybe you've had a loss recently in your romantic life maybe you thought something that you had with someone else was romantic or or was going to be romantic there was potential for that to happen and it just didn't or it fell through the three of cups is often a card um it's a card of celebration and gathering but it's also a card of friendship so i'm wondering if you were maybe quote-unquote friend zoned by someone that you had feelings for or you just thought it could go somewhere else with them and unfortunately that just didn't happen and now you are kind of on your own and you're thriving financially most likely with the nine of pentacles and in your career you're really killing it but you feel kind of lonely you're wondering why this is happening you're wondering why i just heard in my mind why is this happening to me okay so there could be some sort of pattern here I'm not saying this happens constantly to you, but you might kind of think so. Why does this keep happening to me? Um, why can't I figure this out? With the moon card as well, moon card represents shadow work that needs to be done, the subconscious mind, but also illusion. So I'm wondering if, and the judgment card right next to it, I'm wondering if you often, when you get interested in someone romantically, you're often like, this could be the one, or this is the one, or you're looking for signs and proof that this is quote-unquote the one which in and of itself is can be a bit of a not a controversial but you know it's it's not a set in stone concept or idea that that that's something that exists and exists for everyone and different people don't believe in it the same way i'm not saying it won't happen to you in the way you want it to i'm just saying like maybe that's not exactly how it is but anyway that's not the point right now yeah so i'm wondering when you get interested in someone romantically if you start thinking or hoping that they're the one and you're like this is it all of my past quote-unquote romantic failures and and disappointments are going to be worth it or at least going to be healed compensated by this great joy that's coming to me very soon because this person could be the one and then you get with the hit with the truth and you realize that that wasn't going to happen or there's just it just doesn't work out I'm hearing even if the other person has feelings for you, it doesn't work out, which is interesting. Because that opens up the door to even more possibilities of scenarios here. With the Knight of Wands, I'm looking at someone who, you know, on the card, the, the character has wings and, you know, they're in movement, which is typical of, of knights. So I'm wondering if maybe sometimes you fall for people who 
live a kind of nomadic lifestyle or they just travel a lot they just kind of move around a lot whether literally or just emotionally so it's either like maybe even if they like you too they fall for you too it's like well i'm leaving in three months or something like that or um and you're not you know wanting to move so it kind of falls through because of that or maybe they're someone who has kind of escapism tendencies so even if maybe they're not moving physically or if they are they're doing it because they kind of can't sell, settle down and i'm hearing like yes 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 so for some of you this is resonating and i want to say um obviously relationships are teamwork which means that when they don't work out there's usually reasons on both sides which that applies to pretty much every situation except abuse so don't misunderstand that but um yes it may be true that sometimes if the people that you're dating okay i'm hearing or messing around with um might be a bit avoidant emotionally but that's not what we're going to focus on in today's reading because you don't have control over that what you have control over is why you keep falling for people who are emotionally unavailable that's right <laughs> i'm sorry to let you know love but we're gonna focus on you for a little bit okay because that is the part of the dynamic and of your pattern that you have control over so if you truly want to get out of this pattern you have to kind of confront yourself lovingly of course and question and reevaluate what you're doing and why you are attracted to the type of people that you're attracted to okay so if you're willing to kind of look at yourself deeply for a minute um, and explore this darkness if you truly want to get out of this you have the courage to think differently and to start taking accountability for your part of things you're in the right place if you're not so sure i mean you can, you can keep listening of course i'm also saying like you can always come back to this a little bit later but as i said earlier usually when these readings find you it's when you're meant to hear them okay so you're more ready than you think but it's always up to you okay so <sighs> with the temperance card i feel like romantically speaking when you are either looking for a partner or there's someone who has kind of piqued your interest I feel like you're you tend to naturally take on a little bit of a more passive role which means that you want to wait until they hit you up first until they ask you out first until they show their interest first or you know they just take the first step in terms of tangible action towards you um I feel like you're someone who I feel like you're very patient actually <laughs> I feel like you're actually very patient I'm not laughing to be like oh who would have thought ha 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 um <laughs> But I think you're actually very patient and that's kind of why you're you you're aware that you're more passive when it comes to romantic relationships and not like when you're in the relationship but making it happen, right? And I don't I'm not saying passive as a negative thing obviously, right? But um you're aware that this is kind of like your thing, your style of like seduction or you know, maybe you know your Venus sign and it's a sign that's more to uh, enjoy being romanced a bit more and that's not fully more com that's not like super comfortable with taking action first um so maybe you're like oh yeah that makes sense all of that and i'm i know that i'm like that i'm i'm okay to feel like that because i'm patient so sometimes you may have a crush on someone and you'll wait like 
months i heard even years in my mind well that's crazy you guys you are able to wait a really long time in the hopes that they'll be interested too and then they'll bring it up i do think part of this is and yes it could be true that part of this is this is kind of your natural seduction uh style i do think a little bit of this is also due to a fear of rejection which you may or may not be aware of fully right now of like it feels really scary of like what if i hit up on someone else i ask them out and they say no or they're not interested or they hadn't even thought about me in that way because i'm kind of sensing as well that sometimes you fall for people who i feel like you fall for people in contexts that are not really romantic and that makes it difficult as well in my mind i was seeing like um an office space so maybe you've fallen for co-workers before or just people that you come in contact with during your work hours or maybe with the three of cups card there could be you've fallen for friends or people that you met in, in like a friend group there's something about like <laughs> having a crush on someone as i said in the situation that's not meant to be romantic and that's probably part of why you're a bit scared to make take the first step because it's like well, if we work together and I make a move and they're uncomfortable or they never saw me and, you know, they, they may look like they like me as a coworker or even in a friendly way, but romantically it's a whole different story. If I make a move and it makes them uncomfortable, it could be really awkward between us and I don't want to be unprofessional or, uh, yeah, make them uncomfortable, as I said. So that makes it a bit of a struggle. I'm hearing the struggle buzz. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, totally. Um... <laughs> I'm getting really like um, Virgo and Capricorn energy because I guess I'm thinking about work and I was also thinking about like being really patient romantically and that feels, a, that feels a bit more earthy to me and I mean Capricorn is a bit more proactive but I feel like Virgo and I was also I was also thinking of like maybe Cancer Venus, Virgo Venus, Cancer Venus, I feel like they're a bit more like uh, passive rather you know a bit more like waiting for the other person to ask them out um but i feel like this tactic doesn't always work for you like i feel like you've had a lot of like untold crushes <laughs> in the past moments when you had crushes on people and you never told them and it never you never had the opportunity to even kind of try to sense out suss out like a romantic vibe with them because you wait for them to make the first step. Yeah. I do feel like you're also someone who likes to have relationships that are long lasting and stable and probably monogamous. I don't know why I was hearing that word, but that feels um, like I need to mention that. Um, and if you don't, if you don't like if that's not the case i mean it's probably like you prefer to have like a few or you know two or three partners that are like long term rather than like have one partner that you've been with for a long time and then date around with a lot of people more casually i think i think you're not someone who wants to casually date but the fact that i felt called to mention monogamous um i mean you could just be monogamous but also Sometimes we don't mention it because I feel like just culturally it's still seen as like the default and I totally do that as well. Like forget to mention that because I kind of assume. Um, 
maybe you've dated people or been interested in people who were not monogamous and you were so that also made things a bit complicated maybe you tried it out not being monogamous and it didn't really work out for you and it took some time for you to kind of admit that to yourself because maybe you thought it would be cooler or just you would be more chill if you could just be totally like okay with being non-exclusive but or you just had this one person who was not monogamous that you were really into and so you really tried to make it work with them but you had to admit to yourself that truly doesn't work for you and you want to be monogamous and that is okay and it's actually really great that you know that about yourself um yeah because the whole point of like accepting polyamory more is to help everyone see that there's more options than what we might have been brought up to think of when it comes to romantic relationships and how we can have them and to encourage every single person to get to know themselves a bit better and have intentional relationships not just being monogamous because that's the default or that's what's been being presented to you but because you've really dove deeper within yourself and figured out yes this is truly what i want that is the same thing with like accepting queerness more it's like it's not because we want everyone to be queer it's because we want people to understand and see that that's like an option and if you truly feel that you know you're straight like you should know that because you have thought deeply about it like as an adult or when you've gotten to know yourself and not just because that's the default so i feel like you have done that and you know who you are you know what you know what you want you know that you probably want a monogamous relationship um and you want something like a deep connection especially like in this i'm looking at this princess of pentacles card with that and in the background there's a big moon so having like a stable emotional intimacy emotional depth is really important to you also i rolled my astro dice um i have astro dice as i've probably said before but their dice with like one of them has their they have 12 sides one of them has the zodiac signs the others and the other ones have like the planets plus the two lunar, lunar nodes and the other has the numbers 1 through 12 for the houses i roll them out pretty much before any reading that i do i definitely roll them out before every podcast episode since i've had them i don't always mention them but they are here and i got taurus the north node and the first house so we have that earthy energy the north node speaks of destiny and the path that we're meant we're meant to follow follow sorry and the first house is about the self and the opposite of the first house is the seventh house of relationships i do feel called to bring up this um duality because the we're talking about relationships and we're talking about focusing a bit more on you and how you're approaching your relationships and who you're attracted to and why, right? We're going to dive deeper into that in a second. And also the North Node always has an exact opposite and that is the South Node. So if I'm thinking, okay, there is a, like symbolically, because you might not have that in your birth chart, but that's like the energy that wanted to come through for the reading. If someone has Taurus North Node in the first house, they would have Scorpio South Node in the seventh house so that's really interesting to know it's like learning from really in-depth emotional connections with people to have a better understanding of your own value and values and and identity as a self as an individual that's kind of the vibe of this placement here so yeah maybe you've been focusing so much on 
trying to have to create these connections with people that actually you could benefit from taking more time and space to figure out how much you love yourself and also how much you value yourself and also what your values are like what do you think is important for how to live as an individual and also what you want to see in the world at large this could be um relevant for you but let's pull more cards to figure that out I'm definitely interested to see what's going to come through here. We also have, there's one card I didn't really talk about, and that is the Princess of Swords in reverse. So what I'm seeing here is someone who doesn't fully speak up their mind. Is, uh, speak their mind, I'm sorry. Someone who doesn't fully speak up or speak their mind, yes. Um, and this card is right next to the Knight of Wands, which I talked about earlier, and I was saying like, oh, this is making me think maybe this, the people you fall for sometimes are a bit avoidant or... They're nomadic, they move around a lot, that kind of thing. So maybe this is about the partners that you've had as well. They don't really, they're not very good at expressing their emotions, at talking things out honestly and openly. And that's been something that's been um, hurtful and difficult for you as well. And with the fool at the bottom of the deck, I feel like you're right now, you're thinking... I'm ready for a new beginning. I'm ready for a new chapter. I'm ready for a new cycle. I'm tired of repeating these same freaking cycles with the same different types of people. I'm ready for something new and I'm ready to really create something beautiful and deep with someone else. So that's great. And that's exactly why you are guided here, right? Because I said it earlier, if you want to break the pattern, figure this out, look deeper into yourself, that's how you do it. And that's what we're gonna be doing today. Okay. So, interestingly, I'm guided to a deck that I thought we were going to keep for the end, because I do that sometimes in my readings, but no, let's pull some cards from it right now. So, I want to know, we've talked about, when we pulled these first cards that we've been talking about for the last 20 minutes, um, we've been, I asked the question, how is darkness showing up in your life? Do you remember that? That's what we asked. So now I want to know... How can you make the best of this darkness? How can you make the best of this darkness? Ooh. Oh, that's fascinating. How can you make the best? Oh, okay. Of this darkness. Okay, we got quite multiple cards. I love that. This is from the Spirit Animal Oracle. At the bottom of the deck, we have number 41, Nightingale Spirit. Love is all around. I love that for you. And the card is green, just like the Heart Chakra, and just like the Fool card, mostly. And they're kind of like right next to each other, right? So wanting a new beginning where you really feel and know and cultivate this idea and this feeling and energy that love is all around you and it doesn't have to be only romantic because that's the other part of this. When you think about love, have you been over-focusing on the romantic aspects of love and maybe you could benefit from nurturing more platonic love and self-love and familiar love and all these kinds of things right because i feel like you really want a romantic relationship and that is there's nothing wrong with that okay there's nothing wrong with that i'm not going to be here and shame you and be like oh like how silly you should just love yourself and not want a romantic relationship no like <laughs> the nature of human of, of humanity and being human is being social and wanting connections and most of us 
want romantic connections connections as well it's a beautiful thing to experience i'm not going to tell you that you need to want that less but what i am going to tell you is that maybe part of the reason why you feel like something so big is missing in your heart and in your life is because you've been focusing a lot on the romantic aspects of love and if you focus a bit more on the other aspects of love that would lessen that pain a little bit more okay that's what i'm saying by saying that that's what i mean by saying that okay so oh this is great <laughs> i'm probably looking properly looking at the cards that i just pulled now and i'm like oh yes <laughs> so we have cat spirit number 13 claim your independence <laughs> we have number 58 stag spirit take the lead and this is the first card that jumped out it really did jump out of the deck so take the lead is like the main message or the first message and it's also the stag spirit it's the image that's on the the box of this of this deck as well so i noticed that as well um like as if it's like at the forefront of the message right now then you have dog spirit number 19 be loyal to what you love we have number 45 parrot spirit watch your words and then the last two cards are in reverse which in this deck simply means that you're kind of struggling to connect with the message of the card and maybe you need a bit more support so at first we have number 64 wasp spirit sometimes life stings and then we have number eight, Bobcat Spirit, Life is a Mystery. Yes. It feels quite, it feels pretty challenging to not know what's coming next. I do think you're someone who likes to plan ahead. We have mentioned the fact that when it comes to romantic relationships, you like the idea of having a really deep and connected and stable and long-term most likely connection with people so i feel like you're not someone who enjoys the ups and downs of dating and meeting someone at first i feel like you prefer the familiarity that you build with someone over time which is why i was bringing up things like placements like cancer venus capricorn venus a little bit virgo venus as well um you know some people really love to like connect with a lot of different people and those initial talking stages where the other person is kind of a mystery and you get surprised you know placements like gemini venus or sagittarius venus <laughs> or even aries venus you know when things remain really exciting and there's a lot of movement um but that's not really you <laughs> and um it, it might feel a bit challenging sometimes, maybe sometimes you feel like, oh, the dating culture in the world right now is difficult to navigate through because, you know, you prefer something, you prefer something that would have been more, not likely to happen, I don't know why that's coming to me, but I, you could be someone who's a bit like, I was born in the wrong era, or I wish people were like, uh, if you're into men, you might be thinking, like, I wish men were, like, gentlemen, like, in the past, when they were, you know, courting women, like, in the however many decades ago, those kinds of things. But, um, that still exists. It does. <laughs> it's just that that's something, it's not the only option for people to be in a relationship that's seen as socially acceptable. So the people whose truth isn't this kind of seduction style get to express themselves a bit more authentically 
and that's beautiful as well but i understand that it can be a bit more it, it can feel more challenging when you have that style of 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 relationships that you like and dating it feels harder to find but um you can find it and it can be something that the other person it finds natural about them as well and that they enjoy as well okay it's not hopeless absolutely not that's an illusion but okay these cards here with claim your independence and the dog spirit yep we wait <laughs> with claim your independence which is on the cat spirit card and the dog spirit that says be loyal to what you love um it feels very important for you to remain sure and certain and confident of your own identity as an individual even when you're dating around even when you're in a relationship or when you will be that's something that spirit wants to highlight very um strongly um i do think you could be really passionate about your work because we have be loyal to what you love and then we also had the nine of pentacles which showed us that you were kind of thriving um thriving yes i kind of mispronounced that and i feel like it's i feel like maybe in the past you've kind of compromised your passion of your work to kind of appease someone else, like a romantic partner. Maybe you, maybe what you do is something that's a bit unconventional or something that's a bit not fully socially accepted or only accepted in some circles, can be sometimes ridiculed or mocked or some people think that it's silly or don't really understand what's so, what's so fascinating about it. So maybe you've dated people who didn't think it was interesting, didn't think that it was helpful to society, whatever the fuck that means. Um, and the kind, and you kind of, you were kind of like, oh yeah, I can be cool with that. I can respect your opinion. And you, and so you thought that you were just compromising, but actually you were, I mean, you were, you were compromising yourself. You were stopping yourself, yourself from fully expressing your authentic feelings of passion and love for what you do to appease someone else who would find you more respectable if you acted more stoically hmm which is very patriarchal regardless of your genders like you and this other person um so i feel like it's important for you if you love what you do or even if it's not a job if you have like certain hobbies or special interests or whatever it may be you're really passionate about don't date someone who find those things ridiculous or who will kind of laugh at you for it or who expects you to never talk about them that's the other thing because obviously they don't have to be into it or not they don't have to be into it as much as you you are right you know that but um although like it's not impossible if you're like oh yeah because no one is into this thing or no people of this gender are into this thing that's not true you could find someone who has a shared interest that would be really cool but you know it doesn't have to be a prerequisite for a relationship but um and also if you're like oh i'm not gonna have this prerequisite because even though i would really love that it's impossible for me to find that's not a good excuse okay <laughs> yeah you're hearing my cat in the background and she's saying claim your independence <laughs> just like on the card but um yes be loyal to what you love what was i saying before that um 
yes, don't compromise what you love for other people. And obviously, you don't have to date someone who has the exact same interests as you. But they have to respect them. They have to respect you. They have to respect the fact that you love those things. And I feel like if this, if it's a big part of your life and you're really passionate about it, like it's normal that you would want to talk about it. So if they're only merely tolerating it or tolerating you or tolerating the fact that you love this thing, it's not worth it. Okay, it's really not. Okay, can you calm down? <laughs> My cat is also very passionate about things and... Yeah, <laughs> I'm not usually at this place in the house when I record these episodes, so now she's like super happy she gets to be in them, I guess. But um, okay, so that is the first two things, claim your independence and be loyal to what you love. Next we have take the lead and watch your words. So I love this energy because this is very much action driven, right? There's a similar vibe of um strength and action and power and energy in these two cards what i feel like parrot spirit watch your words well obviously this is a pretty literal um message these two cards the stank spirit and the parrot spirit they are at the spot of in the spread next to like the two cards that i said could be representing the people that you've been into the knight of wands and the princess of swords in reverse so maybe this is something that also you know, as we said earlier, you expected your partners to take the lead. And also maybe you dated people who needed to watch their words a little bit more. Or maybe you dated people who were trying to tell you that you had to do that, whether that was true or not. But I feel like these cards coming through, we asked when we pull these cards, how can you make the most of this darkness? We asked about you, we didn't ask about them. And I already told you earlier, we were going to focus on you. So I feel like these cards coming through are an invitation for you to reclaim those parts of yourself, reclaim those parts of a relationship. So yes, take the lead. <laughs> a bit out of your comfort zone, I know, but there's something really powerful about knowing what you want and going after it. And it doesn't have to be in a super brash and loud and fast-paced way. It doesn't have to be about that. There are so many different models of how you can take action, how you can go after your dreams, how you can ask someone out to be more specific, right? Um, if that's something you're worried about. There's If your nature is more passive and go with the flow and romantic and uh, I was hearing feminine, like I don't really like associating certain traits like masculinity or femininity, but I was hearing that, so maybe that's something that resonates for you. If that's your more natural seduction style or the type of relationship that you want or the type of partner you want to be in a relationship, you can find your own way to go up to someone and ask them out in with an energy that honors this. So essentially what I'm saying is you can take action and pursue someone romantically in a way that feels natural for you. That is possible. And the exact how on how to do that is gonna be up to you to figure out. And also because this is a general reading, so each person listening has a little bit of, you know, differences unique to them. But um, yeah, I feel like the examples that you've been given by other people around you and also by the media is like, if you 
like hit someone up if you ask them out you have to be like super confident and super extroverted and, and super like maybe even a little bit cocky but in a way that's sexy right or something like that and it doesn't have to be that way i feel like especially if you're a woman or if you were like afab and, and socialized as a woman it's like we're not encouraged to make the first step romantically and it's kind of like yeah and it's there's only like a few models of feminine femininity that were presented with as being acceptable or even desirable by by men or by people in general regardless regardless of the people that you date that might still be something that um exists within you those um what's respectable and what isn't or what's desirable and what isn't and it's kind of like there's only a few models and it's kind of like you have the like super super openly sexual confident loud woman kind of archetype or then you have the super subdued and shy and romantic woman who needs to be seduced by someone else because they couldn't take the lead and fuck that <laughs> like first of all um women people in general but like women are so much more than this <laughs> we can be so much more than this we can have those two archetypes coexist within us and also be more than that and just because you are the kind that's a bit more shy naturally i feel like you think if i ask someone out or if i make the first step i have to be like the other type that's like super comes off super strong and that's not the case that's not true you can find a way that's a bit more subtle and soft something that suits you a bit more and of course it will take some courage it will be uncomfortable at first because it's out of your comfort zone but you can make you can create something for yourself that works for you and that feels that doesn't feel like betraying your true your true nature but also has you taking action and using your own agency to go after what you want and after what you like right because that's the point here <laughs> we love that um and the thing is when you figure that out, first of all, you're not going to have to be as patient <laughs> as usual and just ho hopefully waiting that someone hits up on you or notices you. Because that's the other thing, like with your current strategy of just waiting for people to come to you, you kind of assume that of course people notice me and of course people think about me romantically or, or not like think about romantically, but like of course they're already considering whether they could think about me romantically and you're kind of assuming if they're not asking me out or hitting me up that means they could never be interested or they're not interested or it could never work out and that's simply not true like a lot of people it a lot of relationships start with like someone asking the other person now they already know each other and they're like what they're kind of surprised at first because they never thought about that person romantically but then they're like okay let's try it let's go on a date and then a connection that's romantic can happen it can be sparked it can as i said it can work out or sometimes like you haven't spent that much time one-on-one -on -one with this person and so it's not that they don't like you or they couldn't like you but they just don't know you that much they don't know you that well if they spent more time with you they might realize that they like you so that happens and also sometimes there might be have been other people who really were interested in you but they were also too shy to hit you up that's the other thing <laughs> you might assume like, especially if you're a woman who dates men, you might assume, like, because of gender norms, that, like, men know how to ask women out, or they should know. 
right? Because that feels more comfortable for you. They should know. They should come to you. you. They shouldn't have to expect you to come up to them. But gender doesn't gender's not really it's a social construct and it's not something that actually has anything to do with our personalities individually and so there are so many men who um and even if you don't date men that might have happened to you just with other genders obviously but there are so many men and people who even though they're put in a role in society where they're told they should be proactive and be strong and be you know confident and take action that's not necessarily reflected and how they actually live their lives and their actual personalities. So do you really want to, like, you know, you you really want a relationship. So like, what if there was someone who could be a great match for you and they're interested in you and you pass on that because you're like, no, they should come to me. Really? Really? (laughs) Are you sure about that? (laughs) Are you sure about that, my love? I don't think this is what you want if that happens, right? So you know what to do. You have to take the lead. You have to learn how to do that and accept yourself as someone who is both passive and active because every polarity that we have with other people exists within ourselves as well. So I encourage you to reclaim that part of you that is more active as well and not expect your partners to do that all the time for you, okay? So before we pull more cards, I want to read, because we're going to pull a bit more, but I want to read the messages from the cards that are in reverse, right? Remember I said those cards represent where you're kind of struggling to tap into the message of the card. We first had the wasp wasp spirit with sometimes life stinks. And we also have the bobcat spirits. Life is a mystery. And we're going to start with the wasp. Here's what it says. Are you holding on to anger, jealousy, or resentment because you got stung? Or could you have just stung yourself by comparing yourself to others? There will always be someone else who is more successful, happier, thinner, richer, etc. Jealousy is the false belief that you can't have what you want or someone could take away something that was supposed to be yours. Let it go and release all those feelings that are making the sting hurt long after the stinger has been removed. Wasp spirit has woken you up, and now you are called to trust that disappointment can lead you to a different and better path. Align with spirit now, and trust that this too shall pass and is already doing so, for the pain subsides when you stop telling the story of how much it hurt. Okay, interesting. Before I say anything else about this, let's read the message of the Bobcat spirit, Life is a Mystery. Bobcat Spirit tells you this is not a time to reveal your deepest, most cherished dreams and desires to others, but rather a time to be quiet and gentle with yourself as truths begin to emerge in your awareness. Self-protection is called for, so be discerning, selective, and even secretive, revealing no more than is necessary. People have a way of imposing their opinions on you, so pay attention to whom you surround yourself with at this time. Be watchful and check your own motives as well as those of others as you keep your secrets to yourself for now rather than expose them to those who may potentially misunderstand your intentions or may not be supportive. Let your logical mind take a rest as you start to perceive the energy of your environment. Bobcat Spirit wants you to be stealthy and wise and keep your own counsel. Let yourself be a mystery yet to be revealed. Okay, interesting. 
So a little bit of a message there about keeping certain things to yourself for the time being. So, and because we also read the message about wasp spirit sometimes life stings and it's sent to let go of anger hurt and disappointment and this also spoke of jealousy i'm wondering if maybe there's maybe there's regrets regarding certain situations that have happened recently maybe someone hurt you or there's someone that you were really into and you wanted them to kind of realize that or to hit hit on you and um they didn't like they moved on maybe they moved away maybe they decided to date someone else it could even be a friend like someone that you know and that has really hurt you it could even be someone that you dated in the past and now they're dating a friend and you've been wondering like you've been that's been a challenge for you emotionally and understandably so that's okay for you to be heard i'm not going to tell you you're feeling the wrong things but you might have been considering bringing it up and talking about it with them and i feel like these cards are saying that it's not a good idea and for now so just focus on your own inner world and if you need to take care of yourself a bit more tend to your heart do so take that space take that time and don't judge yourself for what you're feeling as i said but um i don't think it's going to bring anything good to bring this up with the other person And as it also said to take your own counsel, right? Because you may be surrounded by people who... It's not like they don't have your best intentions in mind. It's that, you know... It's just that the, the advice that they would give you would not be helpful for you. I feel like you might be surrounded by people who... Maybe the current more fast-paced and more casual dating culture suits them a bit better with their natural style of seduction and what they like in their relationships you might have people around you like this or you might have people around you who are polyamorous and you're not right as we said earlier or maybe vice versa but most likely they're polyamorous and you're monogamous or you may be around people who um are just pessimistic about life and love in general and if you open up to them about how much and how deeply you crave this deep emotional intimacy with someone else and it's a relationship that's maybe a bit more traditional at least on paper than what your friends are partaking in or are into they might not really validate those desires they might just not give you great advice because you don't understand it they might kind of tell you that that, that, that that's not really something that's possible anymore or that's really hard to find and it will just kind of make you feel down i don't think it's so i think that's what this is about it doesn't mean that they're bad friends or that they don't love you or that you don't have the best intention they don't want the best for you as we said earlier a lot of people who want the best for us don't give the best advice because when they give advice they focus on their own life experiences maybe you're like I don't know, like a child of divorce or so, or something and you dream of being married to someone for the for like your whole life but if you brought that up with like your family they would be like well that doesn't work <laughs> or you know like i don't recommend that you get married because my own experience has been negative you know something like that i remember when i was um my aunt and my uncle who are married in my family a few they, they got married a few years ago and i attended and i also attended my aunt's bachelorette um well was it bachelorette yes it was kind of more uh, casual like just i i think 
I attended the part that were more casual at least, right? Because I was a bit younger. But um, we were at like a bachelorette dinner at like a restaurant with my aunt and she was wearing like a little, what they're called, like a sash, a little thing, you know, that said like engaged or to be married or something, like a little tiara, tiara and that kind of thing. And at one point, like I think, yeah, I, won't, I don't know how the conversation sparked, but at one point someone else in the restaurant literally talked to her and was like, don't do it, it's not worth it, you're going to regret it. Talking about like getting married. And I was like, what the hell? <laughs> and my aunt just like ignored them. She was just laughing, like, haha, okay. But that was so weird. It was so like unprompted. And it was obviously that this other person probably has been married and had regretted it for themselves. And that's valid that that's their experience. But <laughs> they don't need to warn everyone else because not everyone is going to have those same experiences as them. And my aunt and my uncle, like, by that point, like, they hadn't been married yet, but they had been together for, like, almost 15 years, <laughs> and it seemed from the outside that their, their relationship was pretty harmonious, and so it's kind of like, why would they regret it? Like, <laughs> they've been married for a few years now, I don't think that they do, you know, and who knows what the, what the future brings, but even if one day they were to regret it, like, it doesn't change the fact that they've had many happy years where they were happily married, because that's what they wanted to do, and, they, and it felt right for them, so imagine if they had friends like this guy around them and when they brought up like wanting to get married their friends said something like that to them like that would have sucked and also would have been really bad advice for them <laughs> because those people giving advice are focusing, focusing on their own experiences instead of putting myself in your place and trying to see it from your perspective and then giving you advice based on what you want and what kind of person i see you as which is why life coaches are great, by the way, <laughs> because we focus on helping you navigate yourself rather than give you advice, um, especially not from our own personal experiences and opinions. But yeah, that's, some, that's an example that came up for me. <laughs> so I wanted to share that with you because maybe you are surrounded by friends who are a little bit like that, maybe not that extreme, but um, yeah, thinking about, it, thinking about it that way. If you know they don't want the same thing that you want, they might not be able to advise you properly on what you want, but it doesn't mean that you should want something different or give up on how much you truly want what you want. <laughs> okay, we're nearing the end of the reading, and I want to pull... What do I want to pull? I mean, I don't know. I always... end my readings maximum at like the one hour mark usually. And now we're at like 49 minutes. So technically we don't have that much time left. But I might actually do a, do a, a reading that's a bit longer. <laughs> because I feel called to like multiple decks still. And I feel like we haven't talked about everything that needs to be talked about. So if that happens, that happens. Um. Okay, anything else? Okay, I just pulled two cards from the... What's it called? The... Soul's Voices Oracle. And at the bottom of the deck, we have sub Submission in Reverse with Communication underneath. But um, the two cards that came out, we have Anger, which I had spotted when I was pre-shuffling the decks before the reading, so I'm not surprised. Right next to the Parrot Spirit, Watch Your Words. Interesting. And then we have Regrets in Reverse. 
which <laughs> I feel like those are two things that we've already talked about. So nice confirmation. Um, the regrets part is the regrets card is right next to the stag spirit. Take the lead. Um, yes, watch your words and then anger. Mm. So, I mean, it's a pretty straightforward message, right? Watch your words when you're angry. Maybe this is something that you need to hear. If you feel like you're someone who... Because I, I feel like there's two different scenarios here. Two possibilities here. Either this is literal and when you get angry, you say things that are really hurtful. Or maybe you get a bit aggressive verbally. And that's something to work on. That's something to watch out for. Because you don't... That's not something you want to bring to a relationship. Or you could be someone who really kind of the word that's coming to me is shuts down but I don't feel like that's the right word but you could be someone who shuts down a little bit when they're angry like you don't express it so you're kind of like why is this why is this being brought up maybe you feel like the people that you date are more aggressive when they're angry towards you they say hurtful things and I'm wondering if that's the case, I'm wondering if you grew up with a parent who was like this or a caretaker who was like this and there was some sort of like cycle or pattern being repeated here. Because again, it's kind of like if this happens, there's an unbalanced duality here because one of the, one of the people in a relationship doesn't know how to express their anger at all doesn't express it at all and the other person lets themselves be kind of controlled by their emotion and expresses it in a way that is overbearing and hurtful and so you both need to find a more balanced and healthy way to express your anger because anger is meant to be expressed okay maybe not like at any moment but like if you feel anger it shouldn't just be pushed down and then regrets in reverse. I mean, again, I feel like this is saying, like, if you have any regrets, it's time to let them go. Because as we said earlier, you're a very romantic person. You feel things deeply, which is why you want to have a really deep connection with someone else. And that's wonderful and beautiful. We also talked about the fact that you're more patient and slow moving in relationships and you're okay with that. I'm wondering if that also translates to you holding on to certain feelings and emotional states for a really long time as well because that could be the case we talked about things like resentment and anger and jealousy and yes that might be something that comes up but you might get stuck in a pattern of always feeling bad for yourself or always feeling sorry for yourself sadness might feel comforting at this point after you have a romantic disappointment and that's also something you don't want to get stuck in and how to not get stuck in that is to not get stuck in a passive mode and to rather take action and take the lead. Okay, let's pull more cards now. Pulling cards from the Star Child Tarot. What else do you need to know? Oh, 
feel like something else that's important for you to know is that hope is never lost. I feel like sometimes you feel a bit defeated. You could be someone who perseverance could be a little bit of a challenge for you in your life. You could be easily defeated when something goes wrong. And that could be romantically, but also in general in your life. So I feel like, yeah, as we said, like you might be, you get like, you get a little disappointment. I'm not saying little to like, be like, oh, you shouldn't be this sad over it. What I'm saying is, there's no reason to lose yourself in that shit for like weeks or months at a time. Because then you're closing yourself off to potentially experiencing something else with someone else. And I feel like, yeah, you could be, you could be, you could see yourself as an optimistic person, but you get more pessimistic, you're more pessimistic than you think you are, okay? Are you, your optimism, optimism is kind of easily messed with if you have, if you are met with something negative or more challenging. Because as we said earlier, you might be like, oh, no one wants a real relationship anymore. No men or no women are, are, are the way that I want. Or yeah, whatever else like that. And then if you have another... And again, this kind of resentment and pessimism is a sign of like unprocessed emotions. Because it shows us that like, if you're so quick to be like, as soon as a red flag appears, or I mean, not a red flag, because if I mean... Ugh, whatever but i don't want to get into the like mainstream lingo of those relationships but um i feel like as soon as like you see a little crack in the like fantasy that you're dreaming of with a specific person you're like that's it again i fail again nothing's gonna happen again they're just another person like this that's you know bad or like they're all like the others and you get you have a lot of like mental patterns that you easily fall back into and that's partly you're more pessimistic than you think you are and that's partly because you haven't fully processed parts of the past and fully let go of those emotions and so you enter a new situation with a more negative perspective than you think you're more yeah you're kind of so you're when you meet some someone you you have a little bit of a critical eye with them and you're kind of like looking at them like you're not as open to the new experience and letting them show you who they are as you think you are. You're definitely a bit guarded and approaching them with this intention of like, when are you going to mess up? Or like, I'm going to watch you very, very closely to see if you mess up. So yeah, that's something to keep in mind. And um, I didn't even tell you what the cards I just pulled were. <laughs> So we have, this is from the Star Child Tarot, we have the Queen of Swords, Serenity, which is actually the Hermit card in this deck. We have the Queen of, no, not the Queen, what? The Three of Crystals, <laughs> which is the Three of Pentacles. Transformation, which is the Death card, and the Moon. Once again, your Moon is only, your only repeating card right now, so there's something about this archetype, definitely. We could read from the booklet about this card, the Star Child Tarot, I like the booklet of this deck. Maybe if you pull tarot for yourself, maybe that's a card that's been coming up a lot recently or that you will see come up a lot in the near future after listening to this reading. It means that there's really, you're go, you're, what you're experiencing right now has to do with a lesson of this archetype, of this tarot card. That's what it means, okay? Um, and also honoring 
your emotions and sensitivities because we said that earlier you're someone who's very romantic emotional connection is very important for you and it seems like with the moon coming up that's also being highlighted as well so the moon the moon is a card of sensitivities dreams imagination and psychic powers it may indicate a time of insecurity due to external influences or forces in your life who or what is holding you back from connecting with your higher self the moon also addresses the deeper realms of the subconscious and the shadow thoughts and feelings we experience as humans. It is important to acknowledge the sight of yourself as the balancing contrast to your lighter or happier facets, but to not let it take over your mind completely. The moon is also a card of illusions. Things are not necessarily as they seem. It is therefore important to let go of any past traumas or influences that are distorting your perception. Ha! What did I say? <laughs> love that I felt called to read this um this description it also says remember we create our experiences and reality from the vibrational quality of our thoughts the power of your mind is limitless how can I work with the darker aspects aspects of my thoughts and feelings in order to move forward how can I work with my shadow self how can I tune into my psychic abilities these are kind of prompts for you to to think about and think on Okay, so I definitely think, and you know, with the hermit card as well, the hermit card is, well, of course, represents kind of going hermit mode, so going within. It's a card that represents choosing to kind of self-isolate a little bit and stay within your own bubble because outside influences and information can be overwhelming it can be distracting it's not actually the best for you and with the hermit card you understand the, the the lesson of this card the wisdom of this card is understanding that the guidance and counsel and wisdom that i need is already within me i just need to kind of go within in a quiet space or in darkness ha 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 to um find that and to hear that inner voice and this is again reminiscent of something we've already mentioned earlier which is going within because the advice and counsel of people around you might not be the best for you right now. So yes, and with the transformation card, the death card, the queen of swords, the three of pentacles, I feel like you're at a point right now where you're tired of going through the same cycles. I said that at the very beginning of the reading, but again, we're reinforcing that, we're remembering that. Because now you have the opportunity to break the cycle and to create something new. And I feel like you're ready to do that. And if you want to do that, if you want to pursue that, the key right now, I think, is to take some time by yourself. And that could be literal. You could take a little bit of a getaway trip on your own. But take some time by yourself, emotionally at least. Be more reclusive, purposefully. So maybe right now you're... Um, the sun is, is transiting your 12th house right now, or about to, or your 4th house, but um, I feel like it would be better for you right now to go within, take care of yourself, don't date around right now, even if there's someone you're really interested in, take some time for yourself, be kind of intentionally celibate, and to figure out what you want make sure that you fully heal the things that haven't been healed from the past so that you can when you do move forward when you do meet with new people it's with a new perspective you're not carrying other past hurts that don't have to do with the current situation and the new person that you're seeing you're not projecting that onto them even if it's subconsciously so 
and you're ready to be more open-minded and open-hearted to new experiences. So I feel like this needs to happen. And if you decide to do that, if you decide to honor your own darkness, if you decide to go within with your shadow self, with the hermit card and the moon and all of that, I feel like you are going to have the opportunity to really completely transform and revolutionize your romantic life, your your relationship to relationships essentially <laughs> that's really the truth here and i want to say if you have pluto and libra which you would be gen x if you do um the south node is currently in libra when i'm recording this and it will be until january 2025 i believe and this happens every 18 years or so but um the south node is currently in libra so if you have pluto and libra the south node will transit over your pluto at some point between now and January 2025 and this is definitely a transit that um, highlights this kind of theme the potential to really transform your 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 relationship to relationships <laughs> to say it that way okay so that's really take advantage of that because you have a great opportunity to, opportunity here to break old cycles and start anew okay that's the point I'm trying to get at here all right so let's just get i want to get um i my eyes keep being drawn to the this anger card that we pulled earlier and i'm wondering if there's maybe there's something else to say about this hold on let me look at it more closely on the card the image of the card there's a hand and this hand is being pierced by some sort of dagger or sword. There's also a really small crescent moon in the background. And there's, of course, little drops of... I mean, the whole design is black, but potentially blood um, under the hand, right? From, from, the, from the piercing of the hand. Um, I'm wondering what this means. If you have been injured in your hands even if it's something that feels superficial if you hurt your hands or fingers recently there could be some sort of like symbolic meaning there so maybe looking up the symbolic meaning of our hands and our fingers which i don't know that's not something i'm like super knowledgeable about so i couldn't just tell you like that but there could be something about that let me look in the booklet to see what else is there Maybe you need to renew, well not renew, but make peace with the emotion of anger in general. Maybe you're someone, yeah, that could be a big part, a big part of your journey. Making peace with the fact that anger is a part of you, a part of the human experience, an emotion you don't have to push down all the time. Because maybe you see anger as something negative, something to get rid of. Maybe that's why it's kind of like jumping out at me right now, it's prominent. Yeah, in the in the booklet, it says with this card, there's anger that's kind of latch, latching on to your energy, and it's disturbing your heart chakra and your sacral your sacral chakra. It's also creating a big impatience, internal ex impatience, and you might feel like everything is against you. Yeah, we talked about this earlier, and I I'm very intrigued at this impatience keyword because we said you were patient. But we said that when I said that, I was talking about you're patient with other people to come to you. But maybe you're not patient with yourself. Mm. That's something to explore as well. 
if that resonates, if that lands, that's something to explore. Are you a bit harsh, hard on yourself? Do you kind of expect yourself to just get things more quickly? Or do you wish that you did? Like, come on, don't be silly. You should get this. You should understand this. You should have healed, you should have healed this already. Maybe that's, oh, maybe that's what this is about. Maybe I'm talking about like, oh, you have leftover hurt and anger from past relationships. And you're like, again, still, why doesn't that go away? Maybe you're like, I should have healed this already. Or I wish I, I've healed this already. And that's very understandable. But ignoring this is not going to help. And sometimes I feel like your anger, a lot of the time anger is not the primary emotion when it comes up. It's more like a little alarm sound that there's something else going on. So I feel like if if you've been feeling very impatient and snappy recently in general and not understanding why, I feel like it's because you've been avoiding some of your other emotions and they're kind of like starting to boil over and they kind of like it's getting blurry a little bit because you've been ignoring them. So because you're ignoring them, it just feels like anger. But if you were to really look at them more deeply, you would see that it's much more than that. It's not exactly anger, but it feels like anger right now. It also says in the book that you might feel like others don't understand you and that everything is trying to slow you down or block you. The external world is not your enemy. It only echoes your own energies. So the booklet is also inviting you to truly, really try to understand where your anger is coming from and whether it's an old anger, maybe it's an anger that has become your comfort zone. Like maybe you're still very angry at people from your past and that's something that when you kind of go over again, it kind of feels like a comfort zone because it's like, oh yeah, fuck this person. <laughs> it's like, but you're kind of stuck in that emotional cycle of being angered again, even though they're not there anymore in your life, hurting you. Yeah. Okay, so I feel like that's all that needs to be said about this. But yeah, if you are if you wanna do this inner work, if you're willing to do that, and you're like, where do I start? I feel like your anger is a good place to start. And last but not least, I'm gonna Pull you some cards from the Starseed Oracle, and these are going to be cards of advice. I'm going to be asking, how can you build a love life of your dreams? And we're going to read the messages in the booklet for that. How can you build the love life of your dreams? Afterwards, right? When you've done this inner work and you'll be ready to kind of... Meet people with a new perspective. Okay, so I just pulled four cards right now. Bottom of the deck, we have the Seven Star Sisters, Birth and Creations, Tapestry of Life Expression. And I feel like, once again, this is highlighting um, friendship energy, to not only focus on romantic energy. But okay, we have Trust, and, trust the Timing. Trust the wave you came in on. Time, time is not running out. We have losing your grip, coping mechanisms, density, addiction, let God in. We have portal, Tor doors are opening, you decide, rewards, wild card. And we have weight of the world, boundaries, let it go, it's not yours to carry. And I'm going to read the messages in the booklet for these cards and then we're going to close the reading and that's going to be it. Okay, so... 
let's start with trust the timing because that's the first card that came out trust the timing trust the way we came in on time is not running out so often those who feel like they're here for a reason sense that time is running out and they spend their life worrying that they might miss their moment but the only way to miss your life or your moment is to spend your time worrying about missing it it's never too late to answer a calling and you're never too old the tides of your life are magnificently orchestrated to come in and out in perfect unison. Don't race ahead and ride a wave that was never meant for you. You'll waste your precious time and energy when instead you could be enjoying your life. Everything has a season and you're being called to trust the one you're in. Don't let impatience, comparison, competition, or paranoia disturb the seas. It seems that everyone has anxiety these days, constantly scanning for something they might have missed or a possible threat. Keeping our mind and body pointed in the same direction as our soul is near impossible at such reactive speeds. Right now, you're being reminded to take a breath and trust the wave you came in on. To trust the season you're in. Time isn't running out. There's plenty of time. There's no rush and it's never too late. How can you trust the timing of your life a little more? Okay. I'm going to continue with losing your grip. Coping mechanisms, density, addiction, led God in. We're cyclic beings, and Mother Earth teaches us how to be human every day with the coming and going of the tides and the seasons. Again, it speaks of waves and tides and water. So I feel like maybe connecting with the element of water would be calming and healing for you. If you can go to the beach, go to um, the sea, that could be uh, really replenishing for you. If you cling to anything, you're resisting the natural flow of who you are. The things we cling to are so often those we most need to let go of. The food, the substances, the relationship, the job, the people-pleasing. The things we cling to often cover up our most vulnerable space, the part we're almost afraid to leave empty, the part we guard and don't let grace into. But by keeping that space covered with something that doesn't serve us, or clinging to it for fear of its not staying of its own accord, we prevent ourselves from receiving the things at will. A Course in Miracles tells us, whatever we leave empty, grace will fill. And the Buddha said, you can only lose what, you're, what you cling to. Indeed, both are true. If this card appears, you're being called to find the courage to loosen your grip and give up control, to release your coping mechanisms, and leave space for grace and God to enter, to surrender all that feels dense to the divine. Loosening your grip doesn't mean that what you're clinging to will go away. It may, or it might stay, but you can be sure that what is for you will find you, and you'll breathe easier knowing that you've sh shifted from relying on your own strength to surrendering to the grace of life. What are you clinging to for fear of nothing coming to take its place? Okay, wonderful. Let's continue with weight of the world. Boundaries, let it go. It's not yours to carry. You don't need to carry it all. You're no good to anyone if you're running on empty and bogged down by the weight of the world. This card is a reminder to look after your own well-being before anyone else's. To stop carrying the world's problems on your shoulders. To put on your own oxygen mask first. In these changing times, it's hard not to feel overwhelmed by the state of the planet. However, you can take on its problems from a place of energetic depletion. This card is, a th is thanking you for caring so much. You want to build a better world and ease the road for others, and that's incredible. But the way you've been doing it is so 
you're sorry, the way you've been doing so is likely unsustainable. This isn't to say you should switch off the world's problems and become unconscious. Rather, it's a call to establish clear boundaries so you're not constantly taking out energetically. The planet needs you to be healthy, both physically and emotionally. So, instead of digesting the news or reaching for your phone as soon as you wake up, show up first to a nourishing practice such as meditation, soul inquiry, deep breathing, or exercising in nature. Once you're in a state of grace and your inner well is full, you can face the day, the state of the world, and care for others. And at the day's end, take an energetic shower by emptying out anything that's not yours to carry. You can pick it up again the next morning if you so choose, but give yourself time and space to rejuvenate and rest. What are you carrying that isn't even yours? A powerful message. And let's end with portal. Doors are opening. You decide. Rewards. Wild card. This is a, a card that I rarely pull with this deck, so I'm, I don't remember the message from the book, and I'm curious. Doors are opening for you. Your thoughts are extra powerful for you right now. Planets are aligning. The timing is right. The universe is saying, yes, you have the Midas touch. Your hard work is being rewarded. This is a time when you can reap the rewards for efforts made in the past. It's also a time when you can achieve a lot. Great leaps can be made. Extreme transformation can occur. Great distances can be traveled in a short space of time. You're swimming with the cosmic current of life. What experience would you like to have? What do you want to create? What new adventure would you like to manifest? Don't lose focus. Use this moment in time wisely. Be conscious and clear with your emotions and thinking. Projects that you've been working on are coming to fruition. Things are in full bloom. It's time to take your harvest and taste your well-earned fruits. When this card comes up in a spread, it's a sure sign that effortless change is possible. If you've been looking for a sign, this is your portal into that new reality. Now is the time to make big changes. If you've been guided to switch things up, you're extremely well supported right now. Use this energy and jump right on in. What should you what would you most like to experience? Okay. And this might these cards might resonate for right now in other areas of your life, but I want to remind you when we pulled them, this is like how can you build the the, the love life of your dreams after you've gone within and done the inner work that we talked about earlier. So when it comes to your romantic life, this is talking about the near future. If you go, if you decide to commit yourself to this path of inner work for now and tending to yourself. So, okay. So this is where I'm going to end the message. It did last a bit longer than I thought it would, but as I said, I felt it was necessary. So I took the time. I hope that you appreciate it. I hope that this was, I hope it resonated. I mean, I would, I would think so if you've listened all this all through, right? So the, if you listen to the whole thing, but um, if you enjoyed it, you can let me know by giving the podcast a five stars review. That really helps me out. I love to know that it resonated and it helped. And it also helps more people find this podcast. If you think these episodes would be helpful to more people. Follow the podcast if you'd like more. If you want more from me, all the links I'm about to mention will be in the description of the episode. You can follow me on Instagram where I'm more active and also I post more about like updates of myself, my life, and also what's going on with my services and business and all of that. When I have updates about the podcast, if I don't mention it in the episodes, I'll mention it on there as well. Um, also, yeah, so you can follow me on Instagram at Ariane the Alchemist. You can send me a tip if you'd like to do so, if this really helped and you want to let me know monetarily, I appreciate that. 
you can uh, book a one-on-one -on -one session with me if you'd like to. Um, if you want to, I can really help you dedicate yourself to this inner work and tend to yourself through the whole process. I would love to have you check out the link to inquire about my services and get more information on what that entails. Um, I have workshops, I have past ones with recordings on sale that are about astrology and tarot and uh, self-development and coaching and all of that. And I might have a upcoming ones, depending on when you're listening to. Um, the link for that to purchase those tickets or those replays are going to be linked down below as well. And I think that's it. So thank you so much for being here. I send you so much love and I'll see you next time. Bye!